What was that sound again? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely got to be a running, a running sound. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to. <laughs> what the fuck is brother? The best podcast is the one you're listening to right now. This is true. Yes. This is true. It's very true. <laughs> yes. but- Welcome everyone. I will give the real greeting. Welcome <laughs> to the best podcast on the internet. Fucking acid clown. <laughs> we are your hosts. I am the eternal, the ageless, the changeless, dry Chris. And over here we have famous author Ken Kesey, author of One Flew Over the Um And who do we have over here in the corner? It is the one, the only Comrade Clown, chairman of the uh, Clown Unist Party of the Soviet Clown Yin. <laughs> the Union of Soviet Clown Republics. Finally, who do we have down here? Welcome. So for this week, we have all the fun. Um, so we'll, we're starting out. What the fuck is galoots, galoons, and, and galoons? <laughs> well, I just wanted to talk about galoots, just because I figured we should talk about galoots. You know, because why not? Like galoots are everywhere. One could argue that is on the precipice of galootery. <laughs> how am I? How am I a galoot? <laughs> you just you are a you're kind of a galoot. You know, a galoot. In, what, in what way? What does galoot mean? <laughs> it means. It's a galoot. What, you should know the meaning of it already. You're all adults. I, 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 looked it, I just looked it up and it said a clumsy or oafish person. <laughs> I would not describe myself as being oafish. See, I would describe like, you as being oafish, but then uh, Comrade Clown is being clumsy. Between you and Comrade Clown, you're each half a galoot. You're a galoo, and he's an oot. <laughs> I'll settle galoo. for being a galoo. <laughs> Grunt the galoo. <laughs> Grunt just makes, the galoo. <laughs> that just makes me think of, uh, and this can be a good segue into our next topic, but that just makes me think of the comic uh, Gru the Wanderer. So here's the other thing. We need to also talk about Gagoo. <laughs> I'm a And if for those at home, we are just being, we are now being joined by. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah, we can. So I put down for topics this week. So. We watched this film from 1982 called Cat People. I've been putting out fire. With it's it's a kind of movie that they don't make anymore. Um, it's a. A 1980s. 
Uh, there are. It's a 1980s erotica horror film, but it's those are the, be- those are the best kind of titties. But it's you'll never find better titties than but, fucking but he- 80s erotic horror movies. <laughs> And, and the thing is, is that like, so this was made in New Orleans and, and my dad lived in New Orleans in the late 70s. Um, and I asked my dad. Who made it? Y'all leaves. It's Who did go beat them seats? Well, essentially, like, you don't, uh, the two main characters are this woman who is, um, 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 is trying to find, is like trying to find her people and, and you don't really know what she means. And then, I'm just looking for my people. And then Malcolm McDowell, who is her brother slat, like her, her brother and, and cat person shit. And basically, like, they're trying to find other members of their species. And it also turns out that you, you find out later that they are uh, a species that is incestuous. <laughs> And she comes across, what the fuck is this guy? Like, I can't remember this actor's name, but he's all, he was a character actor all over the place in the 80s. Don Ron John. Uh, John Hurd. John Hurd. John Hurd. Uh, no, you must be heard. Uh, who John Hurd. You must be understood. <laughs> and you must be pleasing. He, he falls in love with her and basically like there's a whole aspect to it like if you get f- if, if one of the cat people gets fucked by a human then they stay a cat person forever or something and so essentially like the movie ends with her with, with the with the main character trying to become a, a cat, cat per- become a a cat person forever Catman has let me down again why why do i keep relying on him and it requires her to be tied to a bed and get fucked by john hurd and it's just the most <laughs> the most fucking 80s like soft core porn shit that you can imagine for see but, but now th- this is getting into furry shit and i don't want to touch it <laughs> oh i'm glad i'm not a little kitty cat no more Anyway, but it just make like it just makes me really sad seeing the, these kinds of films because on the one hand it's incredibly stupid erotica horror, but at the same time there's so more like originality and creativity to it. I'm like moving into our next se- segment of marvelization and why it sucks and just the reality of how everything has turned into a giant fucking. <laughs> Um, seeing a movie like this just makes me realize like wow Hollywood once gave coked up executives and movie makers enough money to make these kinds of like 
really out there horrible movies, but still that were trying to be original. And now every- I mean, they, now, they they still do, just they don't get huge releases. Yeah, right. now I will say, I will say- I mean, say, they still do coke, they just turn around and do fucking <laughs> yeah. Marvel movies. Like, the coke never well, went away. <laughs> so I will say, I did, um, over the weekend, me and my partner watched <laughs> Snowpiercer, which is a more recent movie, but I did feel like it, it sort of had that, you know, it had that weirdness. I don't know if any of you all saw that one. I did. Well, um, well how do you feel watching it in app? Well, well, just, I'm, I'm just app. Curious what you think about app Snowpiercer after coming out in the aftermath of Parasite being this huge international film and winning Best Picture and, and app Palm Door and everything. Well, Parasite was definitely a better movie because it was, I mean, it was still pretty heavy handed, but it was a little more subtle. Like Snowpiercer had zero subtlety whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's also kind of what I liked about it because what Uh, fucking uh, Crispy was going to say was that it's based off a French comic, right? Like I think that was in like heavy metal or something uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got that it's got that French comic book sensibility, right? That like Mobius, kind of thing going on. Yeah. And I appreciated the fact that it was just, it was just really weird. Like the whole fight with the Axe gang. I don't right, know. Where they're good. all like, yeah, in the Right, dark. where they all like, yeah, well, the, where they all take a break and they're like, <laughs> and then they're like just chopping up a fish, fish. and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, hey. That's stuff that would not make it into a Marvel movie. No, right? It wouldn't. Because, like, Joe from, like, fucking, you know, middle of nowhere U.S. would be like, that shit's fucking dumb. I didn't pay money to see that shit. Now, what do you all mean? Or, when, what do we mean when we say Marvelization? Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Like, Disney in particular, and in particular the Marvel brand, have just sort of, like, taken over not just movies, but also, like, the way that movies are made. Like, this, where everything is a sequel, everything is part of some expanded cinematic universe, and, like, original ideas are foregone in favor of what's, you know, marketable according to the zeitgeist of the times, you know? And it's not or, like... Or it's what's, un- marketable, what's marketable according to the algorithm. Exactly, it's algorithmic. I, I know that... <laughs> shout out to her for being such a great uh, film and... and, fil- film and, and- the cultural film, film, and, and critic, and, and then Melissa, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> You cut out during that scream. It was like, <laughs> yes.
she did this whole series of like really explaining film criticism, uh, but through the lens of the Transformers film. And the thing is, is that she saw the Transformers films as being like that precursor to even to Marvel. That trans that the first Michael yeah. Bay Transformers movies yep. like really became that really shitty easily marketable easily easily marketable easily film that is just so the thing is they've always been dumb shitty easily marketable films just the difference now is that the entire world is connected so they have to be marketable to everyone but the thing we're talking about here is like the hyper franchisation yeah, of such movies. I mean, so yeah. Like it's like action movies have always been like, you know, big budget movies have always been a dime a dozen, but at the same time it's like they haven't been like franchised to death in the way that they are now. I mean, you know? how many Rambo movies were there? Not that I know. Yeah, there but five, but that was spread <laughs> over the course of 20 years. Weren't there like Eight Death Wish movies. Well, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, there were shitty yeah. like action series that had long franchises, but that and and sure, that's but they weren't like, culturally ubiquitous like Marvel movies. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. You no. didn't have like Death Wish Happy Meals or Death Wish. Like, I wish they did. Or, <laughs> or, or Death That'll Wish. Be the best. <laughs> or or like a, a fucking T-shirt that they sell in Walmart of fucking Charles Bronson tapping <laughs> a looter in the back of the skull. I do think that the point about. There, there were stupid things just for marketing way back in the 80s and 90s and earlier, uh, but they weren't as ubiquitous is a good point. Like, the, There's always going to be a place for something like the Marvel movies where you switch your brain off and just look at pretty explosions for, <laughs> for a couple hours. But... the how ubiquitous it is is kind of a problem stifling creativity even though i have loved almost all the ones i've gone to see well and it's not just that like the, you know the comparisons that we've made already on this show to like what what what's happened with the pizza boys franchise um but also oh. like the first, the first time I guess I noticed Marvelization in a franchise was with the Haba 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 films, because that yeah. was that was a franchise that I was excited to see. Like I was, I was excited. You know, growing up with Lord of the Rings, like we all did, I was so excited to see these Haba 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 films, and thought that okay, maybe splitting it into three films is a bit indulgent, but like I trust Peter Haba 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 Haba. Um, but it, it was just. The fact that so many studios had their haba 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 hands in it, and the fact that they made it so like they added a really shitty love story, they added as action sequences that weren't helpful, and the fact that it was so f- CGI driven and not um, practical effects driven. In the yeah, way. well, and yeah, and just to interrupt, let's talk about sort of the action yeah, well, scenes and the special effects because in in these movies, right? It's like, okay, so let's think, let's think about movies that were made in the last few years that had really good action scenes. They're scenes with really tight cinematography. They're scenes with really sort of clear action. Like, for example, uh, Dirty Road! I was going to say The Raid. Oh, the dude, fucking, dude, that, uh, that movie fucking slaps. Oh, The Raid is yeah, so good. Yeah, the, the, the Raid. Raid but, but, but it's like, it's, you know, it's 
two, like, or, you know, like a small group of people fighting in a hallway and you can see what they're doing and you can, you know, it's clear sort of what's going on and there's not, you know, there's fighting happening, but it's not a million things happening at the same time. Yeah. I mean, a um, bit. And Marvel did that well itself with uh, that first season of Daredevil was like that. And then they got worse. But mm. They had that very queer... So I remember I saw the first I saw the first two seasons of the Daredevil show, um, and I didn't really like the first one, and I liked the second one a little a little more, um, and then I didn't really bother with it after that. But the Marvel show, so I will say the Marvel like Netflix show that I did enjoy was Luke Cage, yeah, because. Because there wasn't, even in that one, there wasn't a lot of action, right? That was more of just straight up, like, sort of a black exploitation style, like, yeah, crime thing. His whole thing you is know? his skin's invulnerable, so he doesn't yeah. have to fight anyone. He can just pick them up and toss them into a wall, and that's it. Like, that's. Yeah. The one I kind um, of like, I didn't see much of this, but what I did see, I did like, was Punisher. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like the Punisher. Yeah. I think he's cool. Yeah, you know. yeah, but he's he's a fucking fascist. He's a fucking boogaloo and boy. <laughs> just such a horrible character, just going around like fucking people up, like with this horrible subject. Well, yeah, the, the Death the, Wish movies are great. People, people who think the Punisher is supposed to be like the good guy, right? Is, is yeah, a problem. It's like, it's like two circles. It's like the Punisher itself rules. People who like the Punisher and think <laughs> it's a template for society are fucking idiots. <laughs> like people who have the Punisher skull on their vehicle, like. That's, oh, that's not a good police car. I saw yeah. one of those today. Mm-hmm. Not not Jesus. a police car, just Punisher skull on an SUV. On a big pickup truck that's way too clean. <laughs> Brand new Chevy with a lift kit, for instance. So, in summary, fuck. Cops. But uh, I was gonna say, go back back to uh, when you were talking about the haba 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 haba. I think that that could also really be blamed on that last Harry Potter movie that they decided to make too, because after that. I feel like so many more things are like, oh, wait, we can just split this into two movies when it should be one? Yeah. Like that well, that was like Twilight and like a bunch of other stuff after Harry Potter did that. They were like, let's just start cutting these movies up. There well, are some book adaptations that I think really should either be split up like that or well, yeah. should be ridiculously long in order to fit all of the content they need to. But... Yeah, the haba 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 was not it. No. Well, and the other thing that the haba 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 did that like really solidified the notion of marvelization to me um, was this callback, like not j- like the fact that it was like re- referencing its own franchise and clearly calling mm-hmm. back to the Lord of the Rings films. Not just not. I mean, like the the riddles in the dark with with Smeagol like was fine and like bringing back Andy Serkis as Gollum, but. It was more bringing back Legolas, bringing back Kate Blanchett, bringing back Saruman and Christopher Lee. I mean, I love Kate Blanchett and Christopher Lee, but like bringing the, these unneeded cameos um, that were clearly yeah. just meant to be like, oh, remember this franchise that you loved and like this is a part of it. This is officially branded content that's a part of it. And yeah. I, that just, fan service. Yeah, yep. fan exactly, service. Fan service. Exactly. And, and that's all it is. It's just fucking fan service. 
Well, and that's just been like, you know, thinking of, you know, how we've talked way too much and chat way and just chat all over the uh, Star Wars sequel trilogy. But it's just like, you know, just thinking about bringing back the original cast exactly for that, just for fan service and just making it more. Yeah, it's, it's all about the entire industry of nostalgia and trying to sustain Hollywood through a combination of nostalgia and just universe expansion for the sake of universe expansion. Yes. It's just, it, it's heartbreaking because I, yeah, you're right. Like you, you're right, Grut, in that they, you know, these independent films do, and, and original films still do get made, but it's something like, they don't dominate the cinemas and they don't dominate like Parasite. It's why Parasite was such a, an anomaly for like, like being so acclaimed, getting so much uh, awareness from the public um, and being such an original idea. And it wasn't a fucking piece of shit. Franchise. The only exception but, to that I can think of would be like the A24 stable, you know, like Hereditary Midsummer, or even like the shit like, I don't know, The Lobster or something like that. Yeah, but most of those movies are shit. Like, yeah. most of those movies are boring and stupid. But, and people like them to say that they liked them. You know, movie theaters are like, you gotta do something to help us, man. You gotta yeah. give us a reason for people to go to the movie theater. And studios are like, all right, all right. Because they've usually invested in, like, movie theater chains to an extent, you know? So, but I can, it's pretty clear to see that they're probably going to jump ship and just go straight to streaming. Especially with the coronavirus thing, pretty much yeah, proving it, that you can yeah. have bona fide hits just through streaming. Maybe the coronavirus will signal the end of the Marvelization craze. I don't know. One can only I mean, well, the thing is, though, with the Marvel movies is, you know, you just need to get a few actors together and then you fucking green screen everything else. And it looks like dog shit because they don't shoot shoot on real sets. They don't shoot in any real locations. It's just a fucking green tarp and then a bunch of cgi bullshit but the thing- it looks like a video it just looks like a video game and not even a good video game it looks like a video game from like 10 years i never saw the uh i never saw avengers Endgame or whatever but i've seen clips of like that final battle where they're all coming through the portals and shit like that and i mean Again, there's the thing I was talking about with like, it's, you know, just a million things happening a second. That's annoying. The CGI looks stupid, but also just the color palette looks horrible. Yeah. It's just fucking like, it looks like it's like watching fucking pouring chunky gravy on dry biscuits. It just looks beige and awful. <laughs> it looks like high noon at Gravy I mean, Robbers. I'm not sure if They were literally in like a crater after a bunch of shit, so it's gonna look brown. Make it a colorful crater. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a fucking superhero movie. You've got people who can fly and shoot lightning and shit like that. Like, it can be a rainbow crater. I do not think that this is uh, Marvel's fault, actually, because I do think that the Nolan Batman films really mm-hmm. set up. Like, it, I mean, Marvel yeah. definitely has a ser- mm-hmm. Marvel definitely has like a more like playful tone and more kid friendly tone because it does want to have a larger. Uh, range for selling their product, but like the the Happy Nolan films, but right, but the Nolan films really did like the the ultra the super serious superhero. Like even even Marvel has to indulge with that. 
at like whether it's Captain America Civil War or even like these Avengers films like you can definitely see the emotional intensity that came out of the Nolan Batman films um, sort of channeled in only like Disney fied yeah but really it's the Disneyfication which is the biggest problem here it's the fact that it has to be like sanitized and family friendly which then robs it of any emotional gravitas because you know that everyone's just going to come I think being friend, family friendly and having emotional depth are not ex mutually exclusive. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah, Pixar movies usually you're able to get around that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I just recently watched the uh, She-Ra cartoon on Netflix, which is definitely a cartoon for like pizza boys and stuff. But like, it's very good. There's a lot of depth and a lot of stuff at the end exploring like redemption and can you even fully redeem yourself and all that shit.